Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. When a pipe smoker was bad, Santa would bring him a burnt tobacco, and thus the beginning of Latakia. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining, holiday, cheerful, pipe, (laughs) weekly pipe broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you way pre-recorded, because as I said last week, travel schedule stuff. So... I uh, hope everybody is having a safe and sane holiday season. Hope you're all getting ready for uh, for the big day when Santa comes and uh, delivers all those great presents that you're all looking forward to getting. Uh, just a reminder, you must be an elf of age 21 and over in order or of legal smoking age, wherever you are, in order to listen to this fine show. And on this week's episode, we will have a Ask the Pipe Maker with uh, Jeff Grasick, and we'll finish up the uh, third part of the Christmas Carol of Pipes with my uh, with the Zoom pipe group that I'm a member of. Notice I didn't say my Zoom group. So we get that. Uh, music, mailbag, and another holiday rave at the end of the show. Uh, do make sure and keep sharing out the Pipes Magazine radio show wherever you are wherever you uh, share stuff. And if you haven't been on iTunes lately, please give us a rating and a review. We would much, much, much appreciate that. Also, have an idea for a new uh, segment. How about pipe collection reviews? So here's what you do. Are you ready? Uh, you send me a uh, send me pictures by email of your pipes and just a uh, just list out what they are and. Give me a, you know, and then I look at it and talk about the pipes and talk about the ones that, uh, you know, the, we just talk through the collection and then I make suggestions on maybe where you might want to add a pipe or just kind of review your collection. So it's pipe collection reviews and you can email them to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N at pipesmagazine.com and just put in the subject header pipe collection review. Uh, don't need real detailed pictures. Uh, don't need real big files because those big files may get caught up in the spam server stuff. But uh, yeah, send me pictures of your pipe collection and send me a listing of what you have. And maybe I can make some suggestions and, uh, you know, we can talk them through and uh, and just share what everybody else's collections are out there audially. We won't put up pictures of them, promise. So uh, if you're if you're taking a picture and you happen to get in your you happen to be in your underwear and I catch it in the mirror, don't worry about that. It won't go out anywhere. I promise. Uh, I won't say anything either. Maybe. All right. Let's get the show rolling. So everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. Well, 
we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show for a Ask the Pipe Maker with the pipe maker of multiple names, Jeffrey Allen, Bert Grasick. Jeff, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having me back, Brian. I want one of your pipes with a long shank, you know, like a Canadian or something, maybe a paneled Canadian with your full name spelled out on there, all of them. Uh, do I get to like, do I have to etch it in by hand or can I use a crayon or like, how would you like this deposited on your pipe? I would like it diamond engraved and then mm. uh, little, little sprinkles of pixie dust into the channel and then lacquered over. You know, you, I, I was with you for the, 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 the long shank with my full name. I was with you for the <laughs> diamond engraved, but you lost me at glitter. Okay, well, all right, sorry. But speaking <laughs> of that, uh, so your commission process, we've talked about in the past a long time ago, we talked about what you mm -hmm. don't want from the consumer, we talked about what you do want from the consumer when it comes to a process for a commission. Mm -hmm. Now you've got the commission. What is your process now at that point? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I, for me, what I like to do is I, it's important for me, for my customers to know that what they're buying is as close to what they ordered <laughs> as possible and that they're buying something that they don't feel obligated to buy that they want to buy. So when I get done with the pipe, if it's not something that they expected or didn't turn out the way that they like then I, I don't want them to end up with it. I want who the, the person who buys a pipe to be, to love it, to be excited by it and excited, you know, from when they get the tracking number to when they open the box and it, and it, uh, when it gets to them, like that's that anticipation. I, I want that to be an exciting process. So I can give you an example for how I like to work. Cause I, I just started a new commission yesterday and this was for a sandblasted pipe in a particular shape. And I was given kind of some basic measurements. I want it to be so long and so wide and, and the, the chamber to be approximately these dimensions and as light as possible. And this person also requested that the pipe have a particular finish. Now, this finish is my contrast sandblasted finish, Ooh. which I know you know well. Ooh. So basically, listeners, what this is, is it's similar to the contrast smooth uh, finish that you'll see on a smooth pipe that that really makes the grain in the pipe clear the challenge with this to us pipe makers is that it requires first of all that the briar be exceedingly nice uh, you can't really have any washed out areas of the grain or uh, the structure has to be really good and really regular because when you're making a contrast like this you want to be sure that it looks pretty. <laughs> and in order to make a pipe in this kind of a finish, it can't have any really noticeable uh, imperfections in it. And some of you might recall in previous conversations that Brian and I have had that darker pipes, darker sandblasted pipes, generally are that color, either because they're requested to be that color or because there's some reason that, um, that it's required to be to make uh, an imperfection or some kind of uh, uh, something in the briar less noticeable to you as the end user. Uh, 
Well, that kind of, uh, those kinds of imperfections aren't really acceptable in a contrast finish. So when I have uh, a customer who places an order like this one did, I will generally start out by shaping two, sometimes even three of the same shape. And I will select the briar based on the same, the same conditions that structure has to be right to render the shape that I want for the grain to be laying uh, in the way uh, that the person requested. And then as you're shaping, nature throws little curveballs at you and you got to <laughs> pivot. You got to, you got to figure out how to handle, um, those, those changes, uh, to make changes, to handle those, those, um, little unexpected things that are thrown at you. The little briar gremlins, what happens, the briar gremlins come out and play with you. Yes. Yes. And you know, briar gremlins can be a gift, um, in that they can, sometimes yield some inspiration that will that will create a new shape or a new feature on a pipe that that's kind of fun um other times it means you have to throw the pipe away uh other times it means that this very specific order that you received can't be made from the block you're shaping so the the pipe that i'm that i was um making yesterday i shaped out three different shapes and the very first of the three that looked closest to what the person had ordered, I then proceeded with that one, made a mouthpiece for it, and then it will enter the sandblaster. And what I'll do is basically treat this one like, let's take it through the finish, and if it works out, I'll show it to the customer and see what he thinks. But I'm also making another one in the background. I'll, I'll choose one of the other two that I'm working on and try to finish it to the best of my ability the same way. And that, that way, when I get to the end, assuming that both get the same finish that this person requested, this person will have two pipes that he can select from. Um, so that, you know, within my control, I can offer some kind of selection to make this person as happy as I can possibly make them. So let me ask you this does, and I guess that if you're, so you're producing two or three of these, right now mm -hmm. does that also help with production time because you've set up all the chucks and everything for this shape for and you're doing three bowls the same and three shanks the same and and three it so you're doing three at a time so you don't have to reset and remeasure and recalculate right so you're asking like does batching or like working yeah. in in and yeah more than one at a time does it make me more efficient if you had asked me maybe 10 years ago, I would have sworn up and down that, yes, that's more efficient. However, <laughs> I have discovered through time that that's not, in fact, the case. Um, and it's it, it's funny because my um, uh, listeners probably don't know. My wife um, works for a company that is a manufacturer. And they are a lean manufacturer, which means that they are trying to find the most efficient way possible to do what they do. And they take suggestions from everywhere to uh, uh, to make that process extra efficient. And one of the things that is known in the lean manufacturing community is that batching is not, in fact, more efficient. <laughs> and I argued and argued with her about this. And the more attention I paid to what I was doing, the more I realized, like, I'm a lot slower when I'm working one by one. Not, uh, I, I'm sorry, when I'm working in batches. And not only that, when you're working one by one, each pipe is not only completed faster, but it also 
gets more specific attention. So I think huh. that I like the results that I get working one by one. That's why I said like I, I started with three. I'll I'll do all of the steps on one of them, and then while I'm waiting for uh, for you know maybe glue is drying or stains or or drying or something like that, then I can work on the other one, and that's kind of my version of working in a batch. So that that dead time is spent doing something else. Um, so then you are so all right. So you are looking at each pipe now as an individual. You may have a backup ready to go if that individual mm -hmm. falls off the chart of what you're aiming for yes and then you go forward with it how often do you get two or three that are pretty darn close to each other and then the guy says i'll take all of them Ooh, i really like those customers yeah <laughs> that does happen that does happen and i'm grateful for it when it does I have, in fact, been accused by uh, some of my customers of setting them up for that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, in, but in truth, what I'm trying to do is, is offer the, the most I'm, – I'm trying to offer a choice to, to yeah. as closely as I can guarantee that they will end up with something they love. But, but mommy, mommy, all the puppies are so cute. I want the whole litter. I want. <laughs> I will take them all. We'll we take can't. Them all. We can't leave these other two behind. They'll get eaten. Um, right. Yeah. Well, th there's another another like reason for doing this as well beyond satisfying like the the order. And I think this is maybe a message that if it's not um, obvious to your listeners who are are younger pipe makers. Um. One of the reasons, one of the other reasons that I do this is that let's say I finish up and I have three finished pipes to show to this customer, to give this customer the choice. And let's say one of them ends, or two of them end up in the finish and the size parameters of what he wanted. And the other one ends up a smooth. Well, this person clearly didn't order a smooth. That's not what they want. And I'll show it to them to say, Hey, here's what I made. Uh, like, uh, pick what you want. Sometimes they might choose the smooth. It's pretty rare, but when they get done, they choose their pipe. And now I have two other ones. One I can offer or one or both. I can offer to my retailers or post on my social media so that they're available to other customers. And that way I have something else to sell while I'm making my next commission or working on my next, um, collection of pipes to send off to a retailer. Yeah, that I mean that speaking of your social medias, you've got, you know, Jay Allen Pipes on Instagram and your YouTube channel is uh highly followed and coveted. I don't understand most of what you're talking about on there cuz it's a lot of pipe making gibberish. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, that does make sense because if you make this one thing that is a commission, it's going to be probably something that's not quite a standard Jay Allen but at the mm -hmm. same time, now you've got one ready to sell and lined up all ready to go. And when somebody sees that and says, oh, I need that. Right. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's great because then it makes it for me so that I don't have to make a customer have to wait, you know, however long it might take for me to work through my other commissions that are, you know, on deck uh, to be made. That way I can say, well, oh, you like that? Well, here you go. I've got I've got two more you can choose from. And sometimes they're excited and other times you're like, Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think I wanted one today. <laughs> All right. L listeners of the show. If you see Jeff posting pictures of one, that's a commission and you like it, 
send him a message. He may have another one lined up ready to go, and you might not have to wait in that long line. So, <laughs> Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I will be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. A Savinelli pipe is a testament to a long legacy, fortified by well-worn hands and destined to be enjoyed for generations. For over 150 years, Savinelli has been dedicated to sourcing the world's finest briar, committed to pushing the boundaries of pipe design, and devoted to the tradition of Italian pipe making. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. And like you, there can only be one Savinelli. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and this is the third and final part of with my with my Zoom group that I'm a member of. And this time we'll go back around the room, and it'll be the pipes of Christmas future, the pipes and tobaccos of your dreams. What do you want them to be? And then I'd also like you to add in maybe uh, one little uh, you know a holiday tradition that you may have pipe and tobacco focused or not what does the uh what does the holiday tradition look like for you and we'll start off with uh fred hannah fred are you ready i'm ready brian all right fire away well the current family tradition that has been honored for many many years is um that my family uh, greatly enjoys the holidays as long as I'm not with them. <laughs> and so they politely, it's politely ask me to just stay away until the holiday is over. And from what I understand, they greatly enjoy the holidays. Um, as far as any future pipes, uh, I'm constantly on the lookout for tremendous straight grains. I don't have a, uh, a, a brand that I seek out anymore, although I will make concessions for straight grains with certain uh, Sheratons from um, Supremes and above, mostly just Supremes from around 1960 or so um, that do not have the double comfort bits. And uh, always on the lookout for Illsteads. I'll make a few concessions here if I find a really good Illstead that I like. Everything else pretty much has to have great straight grain. And you know how it is. You never know what's coming down the pike. Um, and so all I can do is keep my eyes open and and uh, hope for the best. As far as tobacco goes, uh, I have enough tobacco that will last me until long after I'm dead, although I won't be smoking any after I'm dead. But I have quite a few. So I'm not hurting for tobaccos and uh um, so I like to smoke, you know, the old, uh, the old stuff, you know, with McClellan's, which is not available anymore, as everybody knows. And, um, and Markovich, although that's gotten pretty expensive lately. And, um, <laughs> you know, some of those old tobaccos, if I can find some really well-preserved um, Bengal slices, and of course, 759, but who can afford that anymore? Um, but, but, you know, I, uh, I just hope that HU continues their production of really good quality stuff. And so, um, that pretty much, uh, sums it up for me, Brian. 
I'm just glad you didn't say your future fantasy is you laying on laying on a bed of tins of Markovich black and white naked surrounded by straight grain briars. So thank you. <laughs> Brian, that was that was a very, very interesting image. Don't ever say that again. Okay. okay. And we'll move on to uh, Tad Gage. Tad, what's your what's your future, you know, what what's the future dream look like and uh any holiday traditions? Holiday tradition is is watching other people get panicked over uh, finding <laughs> Christmas presents and dealing with family during the holidays. No, I'm I'm just kidding. I, lo I love watching old uh, seasonal old Christmas movies and stuff. That's always a, a blast for me. And you know, my only and dearest wish uh, with uh, pipes and tobaccos is that we don't, you know, get completely taxed. <laughs> taxed out of existence, like has happened in so many countries, including uh, our down, down, uh, down under friend. Um, and, uh, and that uh, we continue to see the kind of the influx of, of younger people enjoying pipes and tobaccos, and that that continues so that we still have our camaraderie and coterie of, of, uh, friends and fellows and and uh you know and that continues see that's why everybody likes tad better fred hannah uh i'm learning i'm learning brian moving on to rich esserman rich holiday tradition and uh maybe what what's the future of pipes and tobaccos look like for you um well our holiday tradition my wife and i for some reason we like to go by ourselves to Ruth's Chris, which is a steakhouse. And uh, we've been doing that for, oh, I don't know how many years now, 20 years. And uh, the, it's been different, of course, obviously, since the pandemic. So some, so what I'll do now is I'll order out, pick it up, and then we eat it at home. But that that's our, that's a tradition. And then we go see family a day or two after the holiday so that this way they can do what they want. And then we just get to visit and have fun. Um, right now, what, what does the future hold? Well, this past few months has been a phenomenal uh, experience for me uh, getting, I don't know, must have been several collections or whatever, broke up. I got access to a lot of great different pieces, did a lot of trading, selling, whatever, a lot of fun. But what I'm looking for, which I don't know if it exists, is I would love to be able to get a 1920s or a 30s Dunhill Magnum Canadian with like a three, three and a half inch bowl, like a five inch shank in a fitted case. I don't know if it exists, but it's something I've thought about for a long time and I would really love to find it. And uh, if anybody has one, <laughs> just give me a call. Rich's phone number is nine one nine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that 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 would be my thing. Right now, I'm very, very pleased with what I got and uh, very happy. Fred Janusik, the uh, holiday tradition for you, family holiday tradition, and then uh, pipe future, tobacco future. Right. Well, we have a rather strange one in our house. For many, many years, Loretta and I would put up our Christmas tree in the first part of November and take it down in the first part of April. 
people would come to our house and we'd have St. Patrick's Day ornaments on it. And then they'd have Valentine's ornaments, <laughs> whatever. And we did that for many years. Lately, we're getting too old for that. But My wife is never going to hear this because I don't want to give her any ideas. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, future, I would like to get another B pipe. But this one, I'd like the first name to start with B. I'd like to get a Brad Pullman bent apple uh, group five to six size. I think I saw him smoking one once and I was tempted to ask if I could buy it out of his mouth. <laughs> so that's one of the things I'd like to do. And for tobacco, I'd love to see that uh, dark flake or medium dark flake with real Puerto Rican rum, cased, cased in real Puerto Rican rum that uh, the GBD Mariner flake was made like that. And I'd love to see someone come out with something like that again. Mm. That's that's about where I'm at for the future. And now we better get to Brad Pullman next because he's running off to make that pipe for you. So, uh, Brad, holiday tradition and then uh, pipes and tobacco of the future? Well, as far as traditions go, um, we haven't really had anything specifically uh, in the past, but uh, this past winter... Uh, we were loading up in Silver's brother's uh, Jeep Rubicon and going up into the middle of nowhere in the snow and uh, having a fire up there in the woods and sitting around smoking pipes and enjoying adult beverages. And I, I would kind of like to make that a tradition. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> pipes of the future. Uh, Silver's doing so well. I look forward to having another silver gray. They all smoke excellent. And uh, uh, maybe something a little bit larger from silver gray. Uh, as far as tobacco, uh, my dream would be that Mike McNeil makes an announcement that he's back in business again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, I don't want to hear that one. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> Fernando, uh, holiday tradition and then maybe just the, you know, the fantasy of pipes and tobaccos of the future. Yeah, we're, my wife and I, we're a young family. and We have a, we have a five-year-old, a very energetic five-year-old. So we don't really have any traditions, but we're just enjoying every day with him. So the holidays are always wonderful. He's just, he keeps us on our toes. Um, just loving every minute of it. And, um, and as far as pipes, I, you know, I'm very much, I don't buy new pipes. I'm very much into old pipes, the old British pipes. And, and I'm encouraged that there are some young people out there that are entering the scene and that, that are interested in the history of these, of these pipes and the, the, the families that manufactured them. Uh, not very many, a lot of people seem to mostly be into new pipe makers, but but there's some out there that that hold some promise. And uh, and as far as tobacco, I think that you know my hope for the future would be is really that the British tobacco makers kind of hang on. I'm not that worried about the Germans, for example, but I would like to see Germains and Gawith Hogger sort of prosper, um, especially since their their environment in terms of taxation and laws and things like that seems to be a little more complicated than Germany. Um, 
And, and I'd also like to see something interesting come out of Africa. I bought some pipe tobacco from Wesley's uh, and they, in South Africa, and they blend their own tobacco. I just think it would be really cool if, uh, you know, if, if people, uh, if they put something out there and they gained a little, a little notoriety and started shipping to the world. They have really interesting products. Uh, South African leaf used to be known as Rhodesian leaf. It's just amazing Virginia, if you ever get a chance to try it. So I think it would be cool to see something out from left field. Yeah, that'd be fun. And that's a perfect place for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more with the Zoom group. So stay with, stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog in the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> in fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, finishing up part three of the uh, Pipes of uh, Dickens' Christmas Carols and the Pipes of Christmas Future with uh, and, uh, and a dash of holiday traditions thrown in there with, my, with the Saturday Zoom group that I'm a member of. And uh, all right, Ray, are you ready? Um, well... I've missed a lot of holidays over the last two decades from uh, working um, during, on holidays. So, you know, I just do the best I can with uh, very little sleep for the kids to wake up and, you know, uh, open their presents. Um, the uh, hoping for uh, more uh, Galwith Hogarth to keep going and maybe some Dark Flake scented since I haven't had that and I don't know, probably six months or so haven't been able to track that down for a while and as far as pipes um i've got a costello great line fiamata maybe i'm gonna butcher what it's called the pezzo unico um but the uh, stone inlay that i bought many years ago unsmoked that um i plan to enjoy once i retire so, so that'll be the future Sounds wonderful. And speaking of retired, we have uh, Dave Peterson, who's not in LAX. He's down in uh, Tucson. Uh, Dave, Pipes of the Future, family traditions? Well, I'd love to start a new tradition and smoke a uh, Triple G Costello Epica Bent 65. That I would really like to smoke. I know <laughs> there's one out there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Do, that's, that's there's and then I would love to uh, finish that up or finish the day up with a big um, like a double G or triple G uh, Michael Parks six that's inspired by um, 
a shape a Costello shape 67 I mean, those are those are what I go um, dream about on Christmas uh, Eve nights so <laughs> you guys and all your fancy high dollared pipes make my four or five hundred dollar state pipes look cheap so thank you very much <laughs> I really appreciate it uh, Dave is is there anything tobacco related no not really I've got plenty of what I love and I smoke you know, I'm a one-trick pony, and I really enjoy my Balkan Supreme, and I've got it, and I'm smoking aged from, it was back in the Peter Stockaby era of probably in 09, I think I'm smoking right now, and that's, I'm very happy. And with that, we'll move down under to uh, Rob. Rob, um, Australian holiday tradition, anything, and then yeah. pipes of the future? Yeah, good question. Well, being that we're in the uh, southern hemisphere here. It's summer here at Christmas time. There's no snow. It's it's hot. It's dry. So um, it's cricket season and uh, Boxing Day test match that goes for five days is an, something that every Australian looks forward to. Uh, so I, I can't wait. December 26 is just uh, it's the best day of the year. <laughs> um, and as far as um, pipes, I've got to sort of reflect or, or I guess um pay Fred Hanna some sort of uh, tribute, not a tribute, that's not the right word, sort of acknowledgement here that his Paul Ilstad pipe was his favourite because of the relationship he had with Paul. And I'm thinking that my answer to that question would be similar in that I can't wait for my first Brad Pullman pipe because I'm really looking forward to that. Brad's uh, become a good friend and uh, I really enjoy seeing him every week. So. What's going to make it really special, I hope, is that it's going to be a pipe to uh, a surprise pipe. I won't have any idea of its specification or shape or size or, or anything about it. It's mm. just going to be a, it's a pipe that I really look forward to one day. You're going to, let, um, you're going to let the chef do his own favorite for you. Correct. Yeah, it's going to be something that I really look forward to. I, 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 can, already, uh, I can already sort of imagine uh, loading something into it. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Brad, it sounds like you're going to be busier than Santa's elves, so you better get to work. Uh, Dino, with the big Greek family, I'm assuming there's some sort of um, holiday traditions that might, you know, might have might happen around your big Greek family and then uh, pipes and tobacco of the future. Well, as you can imagine, food is key. <laughs> <laughs> yes, family, as much family as I can get around me. Uh, some people come in from other parts of the states to come and share dinner here at the house if we can. Um, and of course, uh, family, food, uh, after dinner, maybe a little dreidel so I can get some guilt. Um, you, as you, far as pipes and You just tobacco, want the chocolate. Yeah, I just like the chocolate. That's yeah. it. Uh, pipes and tobacco, I have every pipe I want. I'm not buying any more pipes, he said. And tobacco, uh, I'm covered in tobacco. I just, I, I, I have plenty. I don't need any more. As far as a pipe, maybe, though, some night I might try to sneak in the Fred's place and swipe the uh, cup and saucer straight grain that he has. Boy, that son of a bitch <laughs> is beautiful. <laughs> Fred. You talk about you talking about the Sheraton or the, the Michael Parks? The Sheraton. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> a beautiful cup and saucer pipe. 
Fred is now Fred's now getting up and moving that to a secure location. So well, uh, yeah, I'm well, sure he is. <laughs> while he does that, we'll move on to the original Hanukkah guilt. Uh, Big Pete, do you have a uh, holiday tradition in your house? And then uh, are there a pipe? What's your pipe and tobacco future? Well, uh, the tradition that we have is to go visit some grandkids. Uh, we're going to our uh, grandkids in Massachusetts uh, for Hanukkah and uh, to bring them gifts and light the Hanukkah lights. And, uh, of course, they like to use Grandpa as a piece of gym equipment, so it's kind of a <laughs> difficult uh, uh, three or four days. But uh, uh, I intend to get over it. Uh, as far as new pipes go, uh, I am always acquiring new pipes. I just got a, uh, a, a box set of Hardcastle pipes, uh, which were made by uh, 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 Parker, actually, at the time that these were made. And... Uh, I'm always looking for old antique uh, pipes. As far as tobacco goes, uh, uh, I'm glad I have a lot of tobacco, and uh, I'm uh, not looking forward to getting any more. Even even today, without the tax, the shortages are amazing of, of what you uh, want to get. So I don't have a rosy picture of tobacco. I, I literally pray for all this not to happen. So happy holidays, everyone. Big Pete, the undertaker, thank you very much. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep updated. Uh, moving along. Well, uh, well, you have a good embalmer, so uh, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, now forty-eight hours. I don't need to be embalmed. Uh, Russ Hicks, are you there? Do you have a holiday tradition and pipe and tobacco of the future kind of fantasy? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, every year we go home uh, to Mississippi for Christmas, and we've been doing this since I was a child. Um, and we go back to our family home and, and the, the home's fairly large, but the family has kind of outgrown it. And, uh, so, and, and, and also I should mention that it's kind of a tobacco free zone. Um, so here recently, my wife and I have been renting a cabin near a lake close to there. And, uh, it allows me to sit out and watch the sun come up and enjoy a pipe, a little Christmas cheer on Christmas morning. So that's kind of become a tradition for me over the last four or five years. Um, as far as pipes, um, and I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but uh, over the, you know over my time with the Zoom group, I've got to know Brad a little better, and he's a great person. And people that aren't part of the group, what 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 they don't realize is you get to sit here and watch everybody smoke, and I can say from watching Brad smoke, it is this effortless, perfect little puff of smoke that comes up every 60 seconds. And he <laughs> knows how to smoke a pipe. And I know he knows how to make one and I'm going to get one uh, sooner than later. So that's my, my goal. And hopefully I can at some point learn to make stems. That's another thing I want to do. But um, as far as for tobacco, I, I have probably, more than I could smoke in my lifetime. But um, what I would like to see, or my wish to Santa Claus, is I'm going to write my letter here soon, is I would love to see the return of good Virginias. And by that, I mean what Mike McNeil would call high sugar content red dapple. That needs to come back. I don't know if Santa can bring it back, though. And, and what I want is I want it to come back to a level where uh, we get Mike McNeil's seal of approval. And and the reason I want this, I want all the new pipe smokers to be able to experience it. So I think that's a, 
uh, a, a far-fetched wish, but maybe it could happen. Well, based off of the fact that Dino looks the closest to Santa Claus of anybody in the group, and he's shaking his head, no, it's not going to happen, I think you're going to get lumps of coal. So we'll just move on. Uh, Jonathan, uh, holiday tradition and uh, pipe and tobacco future? Yeah, we uh, we usually spend Christmas at my in-laws, and uh, they have a gazebo uh, out back of their house where I'll smoke a pipe and uh on Christmas, my young daughters will be out playing with their new toys, and I'll be puffing on my pipe, watching them enjoy their uh, their Christmas toys, which has uh, uh, become a, a enjoyable tradition uh, the last few years. Uh, as far as uh, pipes and tobacco, I have uh, I have assured an executive pot that smokes terrible, <laughs> misdrilled uh, by a quarter inch. Uh, but it's a beautiful carved shape that I hope to have a number of my carving friends uh, recreate for me and uh, just enjoy how, how that shape could have been had it been drilled correctly uh, and uh, enjoy uh, seeing that made by different carvers over the years. Uh, as far as tobacco goes, I just hope that uh, Latakia high quality is available and plentiful uh, for the rest of my years. There we go. Perfect. And, uh, Brad might be a little busy, so find somebody else to carve that pipe for you. Uh, <laughs> Mike Zika, if you're ready, what is, uh, family traditions in the Zika house around the holidays and, uh, piping tobacco fantasy future. And it cannot include Fred Hanna naked on Markovich tins. Okay. So yeah, no real traditions, but what I really enjoy doing around this time of year is watching the, some of the YouTube guys. My favorite would be Bremen pipe smoker. And he talks about the holiday blends or the winter blends and they're all aromatics for the most part, but it's just fun listening to him talk about it. And uh, he's doing it from Germany. So that's kind of cool. Uh, as far as um, tobaccos, I'm doing a ser I'm real deep dive into the Baron Roll Cake series for our, uh, for a series of articles I'm doing for the Pipe Collector, and Neil Osborne was kind enough to send me the uh, new production of the limited uh, McBaron Royal Twist. So I'm going back to my earlier, um, you know, uh, comment about the Royal Twist by McBaron. Uh, and that was a limited roll cake, 7,500 tins. I got here, tin 4412, which he was nice enough to send me. So I'm looking mostly forward to when I review that one against uh, the Benchmark Dark Twist, which is what I'm doing. Uh, and uh, in terms of pipes, it's kind of funny, but I have a rule that says one pipe in, one pipe out. So when I yeah. said I have a very limited, very focused collection, that's how I keep it that way. And uh, Keeps my uh, my wife Darlene from uh, getting too mad at me with the outflow of funds. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. And uh, speaking of happy life, we go to uh, Ronnie B from Tennessee, who's got every tobacco he'll ever need. But um, uh, Ronnie B, any mm -hmm. uh, any uh, holiday traditions, any uh, piping tobacco fantasies of the future? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, Brian, now that you mention it, um, uh, I only have one tradition at uh, Christmas or the holidays, and that's just don't get drunk. Uh, <laughs> it seems to keep me in better stead with my community, you know. So uh, anything on top of that is icing, you know. Um, 
but I have been doing some really intense research on the internet lately, and I'm starting to learn about the dark web. And the purpose of that is to see if I can go back and find anything at all that I can blackmail Fred Hanna with to get some of that Markovich and some of that other ancient tobacco from, you know, that way he won't have an excuse. And he'll have to keep his mouth shut. So, you know, that's, that's my tobacco goal right there. Um, pipe wise, um, I've had the extreme privilege of being able to, uh, um, hang out with Jody Davis for this past year, whether he's not been on the road and learn pipe making, and uh, I can't even describe just what a, a, a benefit that's been. But uh, I, my goal is to just try and improve the, what I can do and improve my craft, uh, not, not to be as good at him because I don't think that's going to happen. But I want to learn and uh, uh, push myself. There you go. To see, you go. To see uh, how good a pipe I can eventually make and uh, enjoy the craftsmanship uh, for, the, uh, for the art of it. Yeah, and, it. and not make them for sale, but make them for yourself because you're... Of course, I'm selfish. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good. And then we finish this off with the, uh, with the nicest, kindest, best-looking member of our group, Silver Gray uh holiday traditions and then uh what's the pipe and tobacco fantasy future well traditions is that i usually have all my children come but now that they're older um my daughter's in steamboat springs my youngest my other daughter is going to be with her boyfriend's family my third my second oldest um, passed away this year, and my oldest son is going to be with his wife's family. So it's probably just going to be Brad and I and my brother, but usually it's family. But um, my pipe, I would like to get an actual birth year Dunhill. Um, I had one that was almost a birth year, but it was off by a few years. And I can't tell you what year that is because this is going to be made public. And 1990, 1992. <laughs> 92. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think I had a child then. Yeah. Um, and my tobacco goal is, or wish, is that um, HU tobaccos would be more readily available, that dock workers and the white horse. Oh, my gosh. Um, just that's wonderful tobacco. But. I don't have uh, the resources to place uh, such a large order. So I'll just wait. And it'll happen. And on that yeah. note, we will finish this up and I will just say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever else you celebrate, Dino. I don't know. It's something in Greek that I can't say, but uh, happy holidays to everybody. Thank you for doing this with me. And we'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, 
Each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. I hope you enjoyed that with the Zoom group. Uh, you know, again, just a great group of people, all kinds of experience, all kinds of backgrounds, and uh, interesting to, to hear their different, you know, different versions of the Dickens Christmas Carol with pipes. All right, for music, so uh, we're going back to Billy Squire, who was, you know, I guess when I was a, uh, when I was a teenager, Billy Squire was my first guy you know that was that was the one that i liked and nobody else did but boy i liked billy squire and you know other people did but no no one in my group did but uh this is his one christmas song and it's called christmas is the time to say i love you christmas is the time to say i love you
here's a little bit of uh, fun information on Billy Squire. Um, he's one of the few recording artists that actually owned his own catalog and was at one time the number one sampled artist in hip hop. Yeah, made a ton of money off of that. And now you can find him in New York City. He works uh, part-time as a park ranger in Central Park. Well, let's see what's in the mail. And if you have a question or comment for the mailbag, you can email it to me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, and I will uh, look it up there. Or you can post it on Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com. Uh, going back to the first week with the Zoom group on, Dino says, that was fun to do and more fun to listen to. I think your listeners probably enjoyed the reminiscence of us seasoned pipe smokers, and I look forward to the next part. You also must be commended for a very nice editing job. <laughs> Not much editing. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I don't think Twisted Sisters version will replace the Sinatra or Martin renditions, but it was fun. This is a very tough time of year for some, and your comments and outreach will go a long way to ease that discomfort. As, uh, as, yeah, yeah, might, as Yaya might say, what a mensch. Thanks, Dino. Dino, you're always bringing up the words that I have a problem pronouncing quickly. So thank you for that. And uh, thanks for being a part of the Zoom group. And then Casey Ghost says, it was a fun show. Pacing this show was very tough with about an hour to squeeze in all your guests. The reminiscences of their favorite tobacco and pipe that is now gone was very enjoyable. It would seem that the pacing would have been better had you simply excluded the two or three guys that I'm good. Uh, these guys have enough tobacco experience to start their own tobacco company. Twisted Sister left a little to be desired. Well, Dan, hopefully you like the uh, most recent, uh, the, the other two installments. And, uh, you know, I, I found it interesting as I was going back through and doing the editing on it on how uh, some folks had a lot of opinions about each, each of the three phases. Some folks had more opinions on others. And I also really enjoyed how balanced it was. And Al responded to my comment on the, uh, uh, on the metal tubes and plastic linings on pipes. And his question further talked about uh, heat. And he said in, there, in, the, uh, in the email to me that uh, heat transfer, that metal transfers heat faster and better. Uh, and I hadn't thought about it that way, but I know that you know, that the wood will help cool the smoke and will absorb some of the moisture, but the metal will cause moisture to con, you know, to build up faster. So I think I would rather have a drier, hotter smoke than a cooler, very wet smoke. But it made me, uh, made me think. Uh, here's a note that came in from Umber Piper. And he says, Dear Brian, there's a new BBC AMC series called The North Water. In nearly every scene, there are pipe smokers really smoking pipes. In the foreground, in the background, everywhere you look. Even a couple of women slash whores are puffing away. <laughs> There's the occasional cigar as well. It's the tale of a British whaling ship off the coast of Greenland in 1859. The story is dark and cruel and deals with good and evil. It's based on the excellent short novel by Ian McGuire and matches it nearly word for word. It stars Colin Farrell, Jack O'Connell, and other fine actors. Uh, the whalemen not only stuff, light, and smoke their pipes, they hold them and clench them when they aren't lit. They are given tobacco rations at the start of the voyage, and when they've run out of food 
they'll still have plenty of tobacco. Someone trained these actors to do it right, and if you can't get the author on your show, you should find the pipe smoker who taught them. Uh, Brian, this is not Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a gloomy tale, but I have to hope it will inspire a few newbies out there to take up the pipe and keep up and keep the brotherhood alive. Uh, so there's a suggestion of a show to watch, although with a bit of a warning because it is gloomy. I have yet to watch it, uh, but I have put it on my list of things to do. And then uh, uh, Gotham wrote, uh, I had a question for you. Should you care to answer it in the mailbag segment? In your vast experience, do nearly all natural tobaccos, non-aromatics, have a casing on them? If so, what is the most common type of casing and why is this necessary for a natural tobacco? Do any natural pipe tobaccos not have a casing? I seem to remember that old American spirit cigarette tobaccos claim to be uncased, but I digress. And then he goes on a little bit. Uh, yes, every, every one of the tobaccos has a casing on it. There is something in there. And the reason is it needs something to hold the moisture in as well as there's a small antimicrobial on most tobaccos. In fact, I'd be willing to bet 99% of them. And if you didn't do all that, the tobacco would just become dusty and dry and turn into powder over time because nothing would hold the water in. When they do that, some companies use a little bit of sugar in there. Some companies use a little bit of artificial sweetener in there. Some companies use some other flavorings. So this is what I used to commonly refer to as the water in the factory and why some uh, you know, no matter what the product is, it has, and it comes from a certain factory, it has a particular taste. So, you know, McBaron has a taste, STG has a taste, Cornell and Deal has a specific taste that is signature to them, and so on and so on. Uh, Old American Spirits, I don't know what they did. Uh, some of it was organic and all natural with no additives and preservatives. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a natural flavoring on there. So read between the lines. All right, again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, holiday rave time. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. Can I just take this time to hit a couple of classic reminders of mine? All right, reminders, holiday reminders. One, I don't care if you say Merry Christmas to me, Happy Hanukkah to me, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, Happy Holidays, Seasons Greetings. I don't care what it is as long as it comes from your heart and you mean it and you're not telling me to go take a leap at a flying donut. I don't care. It, you know, I don't care. I don't care if you greet me in a foreign language and you're pol and you're nice about it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me as long as it comes from your heart. You know, if you want to bless me, fine. Uh, if you want to curse me, not so fine. But 
happy holidays, seasons, greetings, whatever you say. As long as it comes from your heart, I'm not particular about what it is. I don't think people should be. As long as somebody is being kind to you, let them be kind to you in their own way. Uh, the other one, if it's a snow, if the snowman does not have a freaking pipe, it's just a snowman. If you want it to be Frosty the Snowman, put a pipe in it. All right, it's only Frosty the Snowman if he's got a corncob pipe, a button nose, a silk top hat, and all that stuff. Otherwise, it is just a snowman. So when you see a real Frosty with a pipe in it, celebrate it. All right, you know if you're on uh, Facebook or Instagram or the Twitters or whatever. Take pictures of it, post it out wherever you see an actual Frosty, the pipe smoker. Because uh, otherwise, people are just decorating stuff with snowmen, and they're not they're not the actual Frosty that we all know and love. And I'm pretty sure Frosty smokes a Missouri Meerschaum, so you might want to make sure you have one of those around when you get the chance of a snowfall to make your own Frosty. All right? Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the uh, Zoom group. Uh, again, this week is pre-recorded. Next week, I'll be back home again, and uh, we'll get back on to some regular scheduled interviews and stuff like that. Comments, suggestions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Thank you to uh, Jeff Grasick. Thank you again to the Zoom group for doing this with me. They sat there for, this was almost two hours, so really appreciate that. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. Clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Have you seen that new Santa they just hired? Yeah, he's back there drunk.